Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Amen. Good morning. So good to see you this morning. Thank you for giving. Uh, Praise God. It's a good word, Tina. Uh, Are you glad you came to church this morning? Three of you are glad. Uh, Are you glad you came to church this morning? Come on. I like that. I think we should be excited. Bible says, David said, I was glad when he said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So uh, that's a cool thing. We're glad that you're here. If this is your first time hanging out with us this morning, worshiping with us at Faith or New, we're just glad that God brought you to be a part of this day. And uh, we believe that uh, God's calling you into a, a family somewhere. And we'd love for you to be a part of this family. And uh, I tell you right now, I believe you'll be loved on and pointed to the one who will love you even better than us, and that's Jesus. And so, uh, but we're glad you're here. Faith and you, let our first time guests know you're glad they came to church this morning. Awesome, awesome, awesome. If you view, uh, tuned in via live stream, we're glad you tuned in. And no matter where you're at, if you've got a Bible, grab that Bible and let's go to John chapter 14. <clears throat> John chapter 14. And we will have uh, for you on the screen the Bible, these verses, and uh, we, um, we always uh, bring the Word of God. We believe that um, we should come into this place and open this book up together and read it and learn from it and live it out. And grace of God and Holy Spirit will help us do that. So uh, today we're going to continue in this series we're doing called The Real Jesus. And um, we're going to be reading from John chapter 14. This is verse 27. Uh, I'm only going to read this one verse uh, in our opening text. And uh, it's red letter, if you have that um, version of the Bible. If not, as we read these uh, words, just know these are the words of Jesus. These are the words that he spoke in red. And uh, I like this, the the kind of beginning of this little passage uh, in my Bible, kind of breaks it down in some of the different uh, areas and passages, that sort of thing. I I like what it says here uh, before this passage. It says, the gift of his peace. The gift of his peace. Peace is a gift. Peace is a gift, and it must be opened. It must be received and opened and then walked out and lived with. So, uh, and that's so what today is. We're going to be talking about that very subject, who Jesus is. Jesus is peace. And so just remember that today. Verse 27 says this. It says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Man, that is so beautiful. I'm thankful Jesus gave us his word. He said it again. I'm going to read it one more time. This is only one verse to open up with. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Look at somebody and say, don't let your heart be troubled this morning. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So uh, I'm... uh, as we go into this thing this morning, just be remind, uh, remember that be mindful of the fact that the real Jesus is peace. Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you for uh, bringing us together in this room, Lord, for bringing us together across the world who may be tuned in to different areas, uh, listening today and worshiping with us. God, we thank you, Lord, today that you're with us, you're here. And God, I believe, Lord, in my heart, everything, Lord, that we're saying today Lord, as we point those to you, Lord, uh, I believe these words will change our hearts and lives when we trust in you and receive the gift 
of peace, God. And we just thank you today for that peace. We love you. Thank you for being the giver of every good gift. And Lord, we honor you and praise you one more time in this place. In Jesus' name. Somebody say it with me. Amen. Amen. Uh, we, again, this series kicked off for us on Easter, and so you never know how long a series may go around faith or need. It may be a four-week or 40-week uh, series, depending on uh, how the Lord leads that. And so we're in this series right now called The Real Jesus. And this is one we'll go hang out with in a while, for a while because we have to continually learn who Jesus is. And we kicked this thing off on Easter, and it was the real Jesus is alive. Aren't you thankful that he's alive today? And, uh, and as we're worshiping him, he's receiving worship. As we're talking to him, he's hearing and answering. Uh, this is not some dead God that we, uh, we serve, that people are bowing to on mats in different areas and places to a God that can't hear them and can't answer their prayer. So uh, we have a living God today. Uh, we learn, secondly, that Jesus is God, and uh, he is part of that Godhead, the Trinity, part of he was the Son, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, but God came, stepped out of heaven into skin, became man and become flesh for us because we couldn't overcome our flesh. So he had to do that for us. And we learned third week that Jesus is the Word. And uh, when we opened up this Word, he said, the Bible says in John 1 that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So Jesus came here, and he uh, is the Word. And so when we sit down and spend time with God in the Word, even as we're doing it now, we're having coffee with Jesus, talking with Jesus, hanging out, fellowshipping with him, and getting that Word in our lives. And so last week was Jesus is, anybody remember? Y'all going to burn. <laughs> Told you to take notes. Come on, somebody. All right, we're going to give her a gift after church. Something, you can get something. I don't know what it is. I like that. I mean, you remember, you've passed her heart. We give gifts when people get good things. So you can get something. But Jesus <laughs> is king. Amen? He's king. And so we got to see Jesus for who he is. And because he's king, he's on the throne. The words that he speaks and decree are truth. He don't have to ask anybody's permission to bless you. You don't have to have a board meeting. You don't have to gather together all the angels and ask if it's okay. No, when he speaks and decrees and declares his word, it's true. So one of the things he said here in this word today is he said, My peace I give to you. I, 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 I laid this before you. This is what I want you to have. And so I want you to hear what this word peace means. And this is the original Greek word. This means tranquility, exemption from the rage of havoc and war. <laughs> so beautiful. Exemption from the rage of havoc and war. He did not say that it would be the exemption from havoc and war. We're going to get a full understanding of that today. But he said it's from the rage of that. It means harmony, security, safety, prosperity, the way he leads to salvation. The f number five definition of this from Greek strong uh, concordance says this. It says of Christianity, the tranquil state of a soul assured. It is well, my soul. Uh, it is a soul that is assured of its salvation through Christ and so fearing nothing from God and content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is. That's peace. Of whatever sort that is, whatever sort, whatever situation I'm going through, I can have peace. You know, right now, there are soldiers who are out on the battlefield who are in the midst of bullets and chaos right now going on around them. Some of them have more peace than people who may be sitting right now on the beach with the sand between their toes drinking an IBC root beer. Now, what would I rather have? I'm just going to be honest. What would I rather have? If somebody knows me, y'all know me. I would rather have IBC, root beer, stick back, sand between my toes, hearing the waves crash, or sitting down on the deck, around a fire, whatever it is, that's where I would rather be. But listen, there are people in those situations right now who have no peace. 
But there are people who are in difficult situations. Again, he says this rage, this havoc, this war, the things that are going on in our life, we can be right in the midst of those things, but be exempt from the rage of those things. We can be exempt from what's going on from the situations around us. And, and I believe Jesus understood this. He understood that there would be trouble in our life. He understood that we'd have situations and there would be things that would go on. He knew that there would be tribulations and struggles and things that would come against us. Jesus knew this. That's why he gives us his word. He understands that we all have things. And every person in this room right now has something they're dealing with. Every person. And, 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 and if, if not right now, there'll be things that will come against you. And that's just how this thing works. We're, we're in this world, but he's overcome that. And so he shows us in Scripture, and he tells us these things over and over and over. He's letting us know that we can have peace in the midst of all the struggle. We can have peace in the midst of all the things, but we all have them. But don't the enemy mess with you sometimes? And don't he make you think that you're the only one going through something? He's good at that. And then he'll look at you and he'll, he'll mess with you and put you in a certain position in your state of your mind or whatever it is that surrounds you. And then he'll put somebody in front of you and they're smiling and it could be real. Some people do it and it's fake. Now, I ain't talking about being fake until you make it or whatever. I'm talking about being real. But they're smiling and they may have a bigger situation going on in their life than what you do. Now, that's, that's tough, but listen to me. How are they doing it? It's because they may have somehow been able to open up the gift of peace. And allowed that to come in. And Jesus gives us some very important words. This is crucial that we get this word today. In John 16, verse 33, Jesus speaks something to us. And again, red letter, these are the words of Jesus. He makes a statement that is so, so important. He says this to you. He says that these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. That in me you may have peace. In the world, you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He says, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. The in me. Now, again, there are so many things that we do in our life. And again, Jesus knew we'd do this. And so that's why he's telling us and trying to teach us this. There are people who are chasing after peace in so many other things. They're chasing after things. They're spending their time. They're spending their effort, their energy. They're going after things, and they're, they're going after money. They're going after position somewhere. They're going after some type of power. They're going after some type of substance. They're going after some type of person. And it will not, in no way, will your peace ever be found in a person other than the person of Jesus Christ. That is the only place we'll find this. And he tells us this. He says, it is in me that you have peace. It's in me. And he tells us something. And this is so important. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Be uh, of good, thank you. All right, no, I'm, I'm because some of you are like, what's the punchline? No, that was it. That's what I want you to get. He didn't say, be of good cheer if you don't have the tribulation. Hmm, that's what somebody's looking for right now. Take my tribulation, God, then I'll praise you. Take my situation from me, get me, deliver me from this thing, then I'll lift up my hands. No, he didn't say lift up. He said, be of good cheer, because in the midst of the tribulation, he's overcome the situation. He's greater than that. He's bigger than that. This is Jesus, and he's telling us these things. He's saying, be of good cheer. He said, I've overcome the world. 
He's telling us this, but this is what happens. He, we, we see this, and I've watched this happen as a minister. I've watched this kind of thing take place, and, and a, a lot of times we, we do something. We separate those two things that he's telling us in Scripture. He's telling us right here, he says that, it's, that you're going to have tribulation, be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. I've watched those two things be separated by people my whole life. I've seen it happen in doctrines and theologies, mindsets. People gravitate toward one or the other of those two things. You see this often. You see this, this first part of this thing that kind of plays out where it says that you're going to have troubles. Uh, that, that he says, the first one, it is we will have trouble. I've seen this mindset uh, kind of come in, and, and people just grab hold of that, and then everything in their mind is always focused on the trouble. And it don't matter what's going on, everything could be okay, and they could be on the beach with the sand between their toes, with the IBC, and they're saying, man, this sand's cold. My root beer is warm. I wish this thing was colder. Man, I can't believe this. Man, I can't believe this shade. This, this, oh, man, this, 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 that's too much, man. Just the clouds are too much. And, and we need, dude, are you serious right now? We, you see this. We sing that song that when you walk into the room, Jesus, I mean, everything changes. There's some think, people that you're just thankful that when they walk out of the room, <laughs> everything changes. I mean, and then when they walk into the room, everything changes. And, and they have this mindset all the time. Now, listen, we have to get away from that. And you'll hear this. There are people who have literally, they, they, they're people who have adopted the mindset that the gospel, and they've tagged on to suffering gospel. They have. They, all, it's, it's a gospel of suffering. And it's the gospel of everything around us. They suffered. And again, he tells us that we're going to have these things. That's one thing that we see happen in Scripture. This is just something he tells us is going to take place. Then you see the other part. Now, again, you see the other part of that verse, and people build, build their worldview around that. They have their life mindset. They have doctrine around that. They have their theology around that. And they're just telling people that, you know, again, as long as you follow Jesus... Everything's going to be okay. You're going to be prosperous. And they say this is a prosperity gospel. And listen to me. You don't have to add anything to the gospel. You don't have to say a suffering gospel, prosperity, but the gospel's enough. The gospel is a good news that Jesus stepped out of heaven and came to this earth. And he was born, and he gave his life for us. He died on the cross for our sin and our shame. He resurrected from the grave on the third day. He's coming again. I mean, that's the gospel, and that's enough. You don't have to add anything to that. But they have this mindset of understanding that just be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And so everything is good, and, it, and you follow Jesus, and he says he's overcoming. Everything's okay. Listen, and if you're following me, you're never going to have these issues. And as long as you're following Jesus, you're never going to be sick. And, and uh, as long as you're, you're following Jesus, you'll never lose your job. You'll never hit a divorce. You'll never have these situations. You'll never have these things. I don't listen to me. No. no. But Jesus makes something very clear to us, and he tells us in the Word. That in this place, in this world, there'll be, there'll be situations. I've overcome that. And so he's letting us know. I love Jesus. I'm th so thankful for him. And he tells us, and he's showing us in Scripture. Listen, you may have the struggle, but I'm bigger than the struggle. You may have that situation that you're going through, but I'm bigger than that. I'm greater than that thing that you're going through right now. And, and I love it. And there's a, there's a passage of Scripture that happens. And you flip over there. Let's go ahead and do it. we got time. We're good. Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. 
Mark chapter 4, verse 35 <coughs> through 39. There's, a, there's something that's crucial in this, in this passage. Um, in, in this story, Jesus is speaking to the disciples, and he's, he's teaching to them. He had been teaching, and he had been sharing different parables, and he had been talking, and he tells the disciples something. He says in verse 39, he says, On that same day, he says, when uh, evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. All right? Let us cross over to the other side. Uh, now, this is why it's so important to come to church and get the word in you. So that when you understand that who's speaking, this is God in the flesh speaking. This is the king who's decreed and spoken and says something. This is the word that we can gravitate, hold on to. So if you haven't been here, go back and listen to the podcast. Get these words in you. Because the king has said something. He's decreed something. He said, let us cross over to the other side. We're going to go from here to there. All right, just this is where we're at. That's where we're going to end up. All right, so this is what he does. He said, we're going to cross over to the other side. And in verse 36 says, Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. Love that. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care? That we are perishing. Do you not care that that we're perishing? Do you does this you up here sleeping, laid out, pillow, and you don't care that, that we're struggling? And this is what Jesus says. He stands up, he says, Then he arose, rebuked the wind, said to the sea, Peace. Peace, be still, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And I'm going to go ahead and say verse, verse 40. And he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? You know what, what Jesus, what I think, was, was frustrated about more than anything else? That he had spoken to them, and they didn't trust what he had said. He, he had made the declaration and has spoken the words that we're going to the other side. And I think his greatest frustration was that they didn't trust that. I mean, I, I don't know. I think Jesus wants us to start seeing situations differently. I, I think that, I don't know, we, we look at that situation and we see that story. And I think one of the greatest frustrations that Jesus has is this. I don't think he wanted them to look at this, these waves and these storms and say, my goodness, man, we're not going to make it. I, I think he was wanting them to start looking at those things a little bit different. And this is crazy. It's crazy. And it's called faith. This is what it is. It's, it's called faith. This is where his struggle was. Oh, you have little faith. You don't have this faith. What's wrong with you? You ever seen those people who, when there's this big storm coming, they run to it? And they're nuts. And they're storm chasers, and they're going to go out. They're going to get these videos. These people are crazy. And because they're getting ready to see something powerful take place. And then really the real crazy ones are the ones like out in Hawaii. And these dudes get like pumped up when there's going to be this big wave and this thing. They're like, hey. Dude, this thing's going to be like totally awesome. And so they're like, I mean, people are running out of the water and everybody's leaving and they got their board and they're, and they're serious because they're getting ready to do something now. This thing has been a crazy ride before. 
this thing's about to get awesome. I wish we would start looking at the waves in our life like some of these crazy surfers and say, dude, this is going to be awesome. Man, there's no telling what's going to happen. There's going to be no telling what I get ready to see Jesus do in my life. This thing's going to be awesome. But instead, what we do, do we say, God, do you not care? We do the same thing the disciples do. Lord, do you not care that I'm perishing? And he's wanting us to see something. As long as you're in the boat with me, enjoy the ride. Go ahead. As long as you're in the boat with me, what you need to do is you need to enjoy the ride. And he's trying to get us to do something. He's trying his best to get us to trust him. He says, hard. He's trying to. We see the prophet Isaiah say in Isaiah 26. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. If you study that out, the original Hebrew words for that perfect peace is the same word. Perfect and peace is the same word. It's shalom. Anybody heard the Jewish, you know, fall? shalom, my brother? And I don't know if they do that. Maybe they don't. I don't know what they do. I'm not Jewish. But, uh, I mean, the, but, but shalom is what they're saying. If you study that out in the original text, in the Hebrew, it's the same word. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I wish our, the translators wouldn't have messed that up. I'm a, I wish the translators would not have screwed that one up. I wish they'd have left it as is. But you know they were sitting there, and they were translating this thing, and they were bringing it over into our language, and they said, hey, guys, come here, look at this one. This one says you're going to have shalom, shalom. <laughs> I mean, t- tell you, man, I get in the Bible, man, just crazy stuff starts happening in my mind. Hey, come here. Shalom, shalom, you can never say that. They'll never believe that. They'll never say this. You've got to do something. You've got to somehow make that sound a little bit better. You can't have peace, peace. <laughs> Nobody can have peace, peace. No, you can have peace, peace in Jesus when you trust him. When you, when you come to this place, I can have shalom, shalom. And he says in verse 4, he says, trust in the Lord forever. For in Yah, the Lord is everlasting strength. He's trying to tell us something. Man, look at your neighbor and say, man, you have peace, peace. Ah, oh, shalom, shalom. I mean, you can have this in our life. That's what he desires for us. And so I want to give you these three things real quick. I'd like to give you three things, and it just helps. So if you're taking notes, this will help kind of give you something to carry home with and hope you've already grabbed something. But I, I, don't you look at the uh, Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. we're going to see something in Scripture. Now, this again, this is what we're going to find in the Bible that Jesus, the Scripture and Paul, the writers, the Holy Spirit, says to us that what what we can have to have peace. Now, again, I want you to remember it is a gift. It's a gift of peace. But these are the ways that we take that gift and open it up in our life. All right, these are going to be the ways that we can take that gift, open this thing up, and the way that we can have peace. So again, this is going to be Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 9. He says this, he says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. 
Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, hear this, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Verse 9 says, The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. Do these things. And the peace of God will be with you. First thing is this, he says, is don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. Number one today, don't be anxious. It's hard to do. It's easier for me to say than for us to live out. But he's telling us this for a reason. He's saying, don't be anxious. But then he tells us something. He says, I don't want you to be anxious. I want you to do all of these things through prayer and supplication. I want you to come to me, and instead of letting this thing get to you like it's doing, letting this thing wear you out, beat you down, and drag you away from the purpose and the plan that I put you on this earth for, you're letting that situation stop you. Instead of doing those things, instead of being anxious, everything by prayer and supplication. He's saying, I want you to bring this situation to me. I want you to come, and I want you to pray about it instead of complain about it. I want you to pray about it instead of letting the enemy come in and mess with your mind. I want you to pray about it. I want you to come into a place of prayer, something we do a lot in this place, because it works and it's true and God said to do it. He said, let this thing not get to you. Be anxious for nothing. Let this thing be done through prayer. Then he says something. He says that the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. It's the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Understanding uh, Wednesday night. If you if you don't come on Wednesday night, you need to. It is awesome. Uh, we we study the Word and we pray together. And I tell you, Wednesday night we were up here. We were praying and we were praying for some different needs and we we're just spending some time with the Lord. And I tell you, we've just seen so many prayer requests become praise reports in our church. It's amazing the things that God has done through prayer. And we was up here praying. And Mike uh, Limbaugh and I, one just man, I, I love Mike. We were sitting there, or actually standing, about right in this area right here. And we were praying for a situation. And we were just praying. And we were just, we were just coming together. And we was praying. And, and he made a statement. I don't even know if he even realized it, that he even said it. And uh, he, he said, God, I said, I want you to give peace that doesn't make sense. I don't know if you've remember saying that. I don't know if you heard me laugh when you, when you said it. And I was just sitting there. I was like, dude, he has no idea what I'm going to preach Sunday. And he's up here speaking this. He has no idea. And maybe he does. He's just saying it in a different way. So you got the KJV. This is the MLV, Mike Limbaugh version of peace is a peace that passes all understanding. God, give me peace that doesn't make sense. Peace that doesn't make sense is all hell's breaking loose and I still have it. Peace that doesn't make sense, man. Everything's getting crazy in my situation, and my hands are still up. Everything could be going on, but I'm still still on my knees. I'm still before you. I still believe in you, Jesus. That's peace that does not make sense. This is peace that surpasses all understanding. How does this happen? When you don't get anxious, And you take that need to the Lord, and I promise you, he will reveal himself. I've watched this happen. I, I mean, it's just so cool. I've been, able to, been blessed to be able to do this for a long time now and follow Jesus for a while. I've watched people in complete turmoil. And as we pray and as we give it over to God, I've watched the anxiousness leave and peace walk in the room. 
But this only happens when that gift is opened up. And you, and, and you don't, in this situation, will think it has to happen in my timing. It's anxious. Well, it has to be this way, and he's got to do it just like this, and then it's going to be... It's anxious. No, he, he's saying, let, let me do this, and, and let me do my thing. Don't be anxious. And I'm telling you, when you pray, when you step into faith, when you believe these things, you'll watch God work. So don't be anxious. The second thing he says, and I want us to do today, is this. Look at the positives. Look at the positives. <laughs> it's... Verse 8, he, he's telling us here, he's saying, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. But, but God, I don't like this thing. I know. I don't like this situation. I know. This situation hurts. I know. This is the one that's getting me. I know. Don't meditate on that one. I promise you, if you do this, if you look in your situation, there are plenty of things you can give God praise for. And if you take your eyes off the situation and look at the Savior, praiseworthy. I don't have many. I don't think there's, I don't even know if there are any. Jesus got out of heaven, came and died for you. Praiseworthy. He took your sin, shame, and allowed it to be nailed to a cross. He's worthy. That king had a crown twisted into his head. It's praiseworthy. If you'll look, it's amazing. If even maybe you should sit down. Sit down. Make a list. The good things and the bad things. I'd almost guarantee you there's more good in your life right now than bad. That one thing may be horrific. Maybe more than one. But there are so many things that we can give God praise for. There are so many things that if we would meditate on these things, if we would get our mind on these things, if we begin to look to Him, watch it unfold. And so this grace gift of peace must be opened. So we open that thing up. And we do that by not allowing ourselves to become anxious. We don't allow that situation to come in and control us. And, and we start looking at the positives. And I love what the Word tells us to do. And the last thing this morning, the last number three thing is this. Cast your care on Him. Cast that thing on Him. First Peter chapter 5 tells us, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. He's telling us to humble ourselves. He's trying to get us to see something. And it takes humility to give this to God. See, there, there's, there's pride involved when you try to keep and help him out. 
When we somehow think that this God on the throne who created the heavens and the earth, this earth's his footstool, needs me help? Huh. Don't need my help. Humble yourselves. Give this over to him. And he says this. He says, therefore, humble yourselves. Give this. And then he says in verse 7, he says, casting all of your care upon him, for he cares for you. Casting all of your care upon him, for he cares for you. You know what you have to do? You have to lay it and then leave it. I've done this and I've seen it done. Come down and I lay it there. Oh, God. Lay it there. And then I get up and I walk away and I'm coming back and say, You're busy, Lord. I know. And you're busy. You got too much going on. I know you created heavens and earth and the solar systems and, and you spoke and with the span of your hand you set the heavens. But you really need a little on me to help you do this situation. You do need my help, right? <laughs> Been saved 13, 37, 42. Got saved last week. You need my help. No, no, no. He, he says, I want you to cast your care upon me or I care for you. Now, listen, we were never designed to carry it. We weren't created to carry it. <laughs> because when you're carrying that, you can't do this. When you're carrying this, this load, you're trying to do all these things, you can't give. I have all this stuff. I have all these things, and it's just crazy, and it's big, and it's a big deal, so I'm carrying this, and you can't serve. But this is serious, man. This hurt. You can't take those arms and wrap them around someone else. When you're carrying it. He says, cast it on me. <laughs> because I care. And he cares. That's why. It's not even to show you that I'm, I'm God. I'm bigger. I can do this without your help. It's not his motive. It's not his mindset. It's not his heart. He says, cast it on me because I care for you. The next verse says this, and this is one of those verses, and I posted this this week. I never put these together. I never see these verses go together. And, that's why I wanted to teach on it this morning. In verse 8 of that, 1 Peter 5, he says this. He says, you be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Hear that right after that verse. You cast your care on me because I care for you. This lion's roaring. He's going around seeking for the ones that he can devour. You know what that means? He can't take everyone. You know what, that's, you know what it means? It means he's looking for the ones who are carrying this. And I believe this becomes an X on our back. 
I believe he can, he's scoping and he's looking around right now and he's looking for the one who's carrying all that mess. And says, that's my target. That's easy prey. There's, they're easy prey. But Jesus says, the word of God teaches us, cast it on me because I care for you. True peace is only found in Jesus Christ. There is no other way. There is no other name. There is no other place but in Jesus. As the worship team comes, I want you to stand. Tina, you already said it. Angel said it. Different people have spoken this already. There's some Holy Spirit's here and he's doing something in this room today. I want you to just, just right where you're standing this, this, this evening or this morning. So I want you to bow your heads for a moment. Oh, man. God, we thank you that you're peace. You're prince of peace. You're the representative of you, the heir of that. And God, we can have that. God, I thank you, Lord, that the gift of peace is here. gift of peace is in this room today. But you have to open it. You have to receive the gift. A gift is not a gift if you had to do something to get it. (laughs) Hear that? Gift is not a gift if you had to do something to get it. It's called payment. A gift is a gift, and that means we don't deserve it or, or can't earn it. But it's a gift. And the gift of peace is Jesus. <laughs> Father, we've been anxious about things. We've, we've tried to do it on our own. Forgive us of that today. Father, we've allowed that thing to get all of our focus. And we're meditating on that thing instead of meditating on things that are praiseworthy. Forgive us. God, we're carrying something that you never, ever intended for us to carry. So, Father, we want to start casting it instead of carrying it today. On you. every head bowed eye closed man I feel the gift of peace in this room today and his name's Jesus everything starts for us everything begins for us when we receive the gift it's the moment that we realize that we can't do this on our own and we need him. I can't make it to heaven on my own. I can't survive here on this earth on my own. I can't do any of these things on my own. But that gift of peace today in Jesus is available.
first beginning of that, the first opening of the gift, the first thing you receive for that is Jesus himself, his peace himself when he walks into your life, into your situation. It's called salvation. It's called, it's called that new beginning, being born again, coming to Christ. And it's, again, it's not us. It's not anything we earn or deserve. We're not worthy of. And we don't, and anything that we can do to get this other than just simply receive it. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, it is by grace through faith that we're saved. If you're here this morning and, and, and you need to become today new in Him, you need to just receive Him today. And He wants so much for you to cast everything on Him because He cares. He loves you. He loves you with an unending, unconditional, never failing love. If you say, Terry, that's, that's me. I, I need peace right now in my life. I need Jesus. I'm not going to embarrass anyone. You don't have to step out or come down here. But if I'm speaking to you this morning and Holy Spirit's made that clear to you and you know that, I just want you to just simply do something just so I can know that that's you. Just take and just raise your hand up. Just raise it up to the... And so I know that I'm speaking to you. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you. I see that hand. You put it back down. God bless you. I see that hand. I just want to just introduce you to, to Jesus right now. Salvation is this. It's putting our faith in Him. We're not perfect, so we have to receive the perfect one. We can't save ourselves, so we have to receive the Savior. So just right there where you're standing, just you don't have to do this out loud, but just right there in your heart, I just want you to call out to Jesus and just say, Father on the throne. I believe the word today that I've heard. I believe the gospel is enough for me. Jesus gave his life and died for me. Rose from the grave. Ascended to heaven. And is coming again. I believe that in my heart today. I believe all those things were done for me. I receive you now by faith. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for peace. I receive you now in Jesus' name.